Welcome to Truthzilla. I am Megan sitting here with my friends Scott and Ed. In this episode, we have Brian Festa, a Connecticut-based lawyer and co-founder of the Connecticut Freedom Alliance and We the Patriots USA, who has been bringing the fight to the state. Welcome. How are you, Brian? Hey, how you doing, Megan? Good. Ed, Thank Scott, you so much for, for joining me on. Yes, yes we're so excited so to much. have yeah, you. We've been wanting to talk to you for a while, so we're really glad this worked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, like we've been talking about in our last couple episodes, like it's it's all about solution focused at this point. Like um, so uh, you're you're doing what all of us uh, I would love to do. I would love to bring the fight directly to the doorstep of the state. So um, can you maybe tell us a little bit about uh, what what it is you're doing and maybe what brought you into this role? Well, um, that's a loaded question. That's a loaded question. I know. We'll, we'll zero in from there. But Okay. Uh, we have uh, two different organizations, as you mentioned. One yeah. is the Connecticut Freedom Alliance, which is uh, focused locally on changing things in Connecticut and the Northeast region. So it's more focused on the Northeastern United States. Um, that organization is uh, registered as a lobbying organization as well. So we can do political lobbying. We can lobby against specific bills. Uh, we, we don't uh, have that luxury with We the Patriots. We the Patriots is uh, 501c3 nonprofit status pending. So we don't have the ability uh, to lobby against specific bills. However, we definitely can network, uh, rally people together, educate people. Um, that's more for connecting patriots all across the country. Um, and it's been, you know, really, you know, it's only been since July 4th of this year that that one was founded. And that wasn't you know, an accident that we founded it on July 4th. Yeah, yeah, um, right, yeah. But Don and I, my, my business partner, Don Jolly and I, um, you know, we founded both organizations. Um, you know, she's no longer in Connecticut, but, you know, obviously We the Patriots is a national organization, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, we're both in the United States and we're both fighting for all of the states because this is bigger than Connecticut. This is Absolutely, bigger than the yeah. Northeast or the Northwest or Worldwide. the Southwest or wherever you are. Um, this is the entire country. Our, everything, the foundation of liberty, the, found, the foundation of you know, the very fabric of our nation, the, uh, the United States Constitution, the Bill of Rights, um, everything that those who went before us fought for is under attack right now. Uh, people that, uh, people, you know, quite frankly, that shed their blood um, that went before us so that we had the right to do what we're doing right now right. Yep. Yep. so yep. that we can talk freely, mm -hmm. um, so that we can vote in a free and fair and honest <laughs> election. Yeah. Right. Supposedly. Okay? <laughs> Supposedly, right. Well, right. Well, well, that's why I bring that up because, you know, that's under attack as well. And I never thought I'd see the day uh, where in this country we question the integrity of our elections. And apparently it's been going on for a while, but mm -hmm. never on the scale that it happened this yeah, past year, certainly just past November. Uh, and, and it's, it's really something that we have to fight. So we're fighting local battles. I mean, the Connecticut freedom Alliance is, uh, you know, ha has a lawsuit right now against the state of Connecticut for the school mask mm -hmm. mandate. Um, so you may have heard about that. Yeah. I think yeah. actually I was on with you guys on a union of the unwanted yep. where I talked about that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Randis, uh, who's great as well. And, uh, that's sort of how we made the introduction, but, yeah, so we have a lawsuit against the state because, as you know, the, the overwhelming scientific evidence shows that not only are masks, you know, woefully ineffective at stopping the spread of any virus, let mm -hmm. alone COVID, but they are actually harmful. both physically and psychologically harmful, yep. uh, especially to children. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Certainly. So my question with that is like, so did you guys, were you guys looking to bring the fight to the state and kind of back engineered it and found that that's maybe your easiest attack vector to be coming up on the mask issue or, or what has it always been about the masks? No, it wasn't always about the mask. Yeah. I mean, the Connecticut Freedom Alliance was founded long before, totally. uh, you know, all of this started. Actually, it wasn't that long before. It was in 2019, but it seems like <laughs> it long like, yeah, before. It feels like yeah, a decade totally. before, right? Yeah. Because yeah. life was so different. When we founded this, it had nothing to do to do with, with coronavirus lockdowns. Yeah. Um, you know, our, our first big fight was fighting the, the repeal of the religious exemption to mandatory vaccines. Awesome. Their, which which they're... They're resurrecting this year in Connecticut. They're making that the top of the legislative agenda. Yep. And we have that fight once Oregon again. Too. Um, yeah, yeah, in yep. Oregon too. So yep. we have actually one of one of your own coming to speak at a rally, uh, Dr. Jennifer Margulies. Oh, wow. Uh, is, I love she's her. Gonna be, yeah, she's, yeah, she's coming out on Wednesday. She's a friend of mine, actually. Yeah. She's coming out on Wednesday to speak 
um, at our rally in Hartford on mm. so January 6th. Anyone who's listening in the Northeast, we're going to have a huge rally um, at the Capitol in Hartford. It's going to begin at the Legislative Office building. And then after the speakers, we're going to march over to the Capitol. And it's just going to be amazing. We're expecting a huge crowd. There's going to be press there. The legislators are actually going to be there, which is why we're doing it on Wednesday, because um, most of the session this year, and this is complete garbage, most of the session is going to be held remotely. Okay. So people aren't going to be allowed in the building and legislators aren't going to be in the building. But on Wednesday, they are actually going to be outside of the building because you can't go inside. That's too dangerous. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be outside getting sworn in for their swearing in ceremony, both the new legislators and the ones who are reelected. And so we're going to have a, 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 a show of um, strength there, of solidarity. We're going to have a huge crowd. We're going to be protesting. We're going to have speakers there. Uh, and, and Jen's one of them. And so it's, it's going to be an amazing, uh, amazing event. And so, yes, that's kind of a roundabout answer to your question. How we got started was with the vaccine rights issue. You know, I am the parent of a vaccine injured child. Um, my son was injured at a very young age by the flu shot, of all things, wow. which is a completely pointless vaccine. I know now yep. um, totally ineffective, probably the least effective yep. of any vaccine and very, very harmful. And he has um, a multitude of medical conditions, uh, you know, as a result of this, including a serious autoimmune condition. Um, he's on the spectrum and he's got a mitochondrial disorder. And his immunologist has confirmed that the uh, flu vaccine was the likely cause at the very least of his autoimmune issues, sure. probably his mitochondrial issues as well. Um, you know, the autism debate, you know, I'm not gonna get into that with people, but yeah. um, you know, I'm a firm believer that vaccines are at least one arrow in the in the uh, quiver, yep. so to speak. There's just no doubt. There is just that, no doubt that can cause autism. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, certainly. So, I just a uh, one question that just came up. First of all, I know January sixth. I know that date also because they're also doing the the focus on Fauci uh, thing, and that's who's involved in that. I think Bobby Kennedy's in there, and. Uh, I forget. There's other Dr. big Shiva. names. Dr. Shiva's oh, on there. Del yep. Big Tree is going to be down there. You mean down in D.C. at the rally down? down uh, I don't know if it's a rally. All I know is I've seen that they're doing a like a I think it's a Zoom type thing of focus on Fauci and they're just going to be. Oh, and uh, who, oh, what's they're having a rally, though, in person. Yeah. Are they doing yeah. a rally in person as well? Yeah, uh, definitely. It's going to be huge, actually. Yeah. Um, in fact, some of the people we wanted for our rally can't <laughs> come because they're going to be in D.C. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, at the Stop Absolutely. the Steal rally, but they're also going to have a medical freedom rally. They're going to have. Uh, they have an amazing lineup there. I mean, obviously, I couldn't get, you know, all of these names, but they're going to uh, there's going to be uh, they're predicting well over a million, maybe yeah. several million people. Wow. Yeah, uh, they're going to converge on on D.C. on Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I've been following that pretty closely, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just we just had Jason Burmis on uh, last week, too. I think he was going to be down there as well. So, um, yeah, and it just. To your point, I mean, so many great things there, but, you know, essentially, you know, uh, it's the in informed consent uh, activism piece, you know, that I think we can all relate to as well. And that's kind of it's it's interesting, like how most of us that are in this fight and and doing this right now, you know, we have somebody in our family close to us or someone that has been hurt. And so it's it's always the the adding insult to injury of, that we're fighting up against at this time, you know, yeah. Um so, uh, you know, I'm, me and Megan can relate as well. We both have had uh, children that have been injured by vaccines and, uh, and have stopped vaccinating and become, you know, jumped into our roles today and, and just anywhere we can be, uh, you know, have our voices heard in this, in this uh, fight today. So, um, Well, you've got some great allies in Oregon between... Oh, certainly. Uh, obviously, you've got Jen and you've got J.B. Hanley and yep. you've got Bob Snee. Yep. Um, you've got Dr. some Paul amazing Thomas. people up uh, yep, yep. Oh, Dr. Thomas as yep. well. Yep, yep, who I'm in communication with, and it's really um, ab absolute, uh, you know, travesty what's happening to him, yeah. Uh, yeah. what yeah. they're doing to that man. Um, you know, the the medical board doctors should have their licenses stripped. Certainly, yes. quite honest with you. Yes. Um, you know, he is one of the, the kindest, nicest, uh, best physicians, pediatricians uh, that that you'll find on the planet. Um, and simply because he decided to do a vax versus unvax study in his exactly. practice, they came after him. And they'll say five days later that, yeah, five, five days, days later, later is when so he's transparent. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. so transparent. And it's 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 an absolute, um, like I said, travesty. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's it's 
a nightmare that he's going through. But, uh, you know, he's a patriot yep. and we stand with him. Yes. Uh, Dr. James Lyons Weiler, who was his co-author in the study, is mm -hmm. working. He's a friend of mine as well um, in Pennsylvania. He's working very, very hard uh, to help defend Dr. Thomas. Um, and, you know, he will land on his feet. I'm quite sure, sure of it. Sure. Yes. Um, but regardless, you know, he shouldn't have to be put through this. Right. No, and none of the doctors that, that deal with it. I mean, this is not an isolated incident. This didn't happen in a vacuum. This is happening to uh, many doctors that stand up in, in this in the same shoes. You know, this is. Um, but, yeah, certainly. You know, you never know what it holds. Up. I mean, look at what, uh, you know, Andy Wakefield is doing now and the documentaries he's putting out. And, you know, you, you don't know where you're going to end up. But certainly I do think that the people that end up in this fight, you know, there's there is a lot of us, you know, and I think that's a lot of why we're seeing what we're seeing today and why we're fighting the fight we're fighting today is because our numbers have been growing. A lot of people are waking up to this. And I, I think one of the things they didn't take into account when they rolled out the, you know, their plan with the coronavirus. I don't need to get into whether this real, not whatever, you know, I, what they're using it for and how they're using it to implement, um, you know, mandatory vaccinations and whatnot. They put a spotlight on them themselves at this point and people are waking up to mm -hmm. vaccines like they never have before, you know, and, and our numbers before this thing ever happened, were growing this, this was, uh, I, I've always said, I think that this is, you know, they're fighting back in a lot of ways because we people are waking up all over the place. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think they overplayed their hand. Exactly. Frankly, um, you know, because this is the most dangerous, in my opinion, the most. And I'm not a, just a disclaimer. I'm like you said, sure. I'm an attorney. I'm not a scientist, sure. I'm not a doctor. But, you know, regardless, uh, this is, in my opinion, the most dangerous vaccine that's ever been produced. Um, not just because it was rushed to market in nine months and wasn't properly safety tested. I mean, none of these vaccines are double blind placebo yep, safety certainly. tested. We know that. Yep. <laughs> but um, not only because it wasn't tested, but also because it's an mRNA vaccine. And it, its mechanism is one that we've never really studied in human population. We never really even studied it in animal population properly. I mean, there were a couple of animal trials for some of them, and some of them they just skipped animal trials completely. But they haven't properly even studied it in an animal population, let alone a human population. So we're talking about altering the uh, mechanisms, the disease-fighting mechanisms in the body. Uh, whether or not it alters DNA, I'm not going to get off on a tangent about that. But it certainly alters... Uh, the RNA processes, the uh, autoantibody processes. God bless you. Guys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, you did a good job muting yourself, but Thank I saw you. it. Um, you know, you know whether it. Um, we got. You know, that's kind of funny too, because this whole mask thing. I want to yeah. talk about that in a minute. But yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, let me just end end, end my thought on uh, this vaccine. I, I think anyone that gets it is absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, you, you've got to have rocks in your head to become a test subject for something yep. that's very likely to uh, seriously alter the way your immune system functions, immune dysregulation, increase inflammation when you're re-exposed yep. to the second wave or second uh, variant, which they say yep. is already there, immune enhancement. Yep. We start with the first SARS uh, virus. The first SARS uh, virus that came out, which is, was a coronavirus as well, um, and Dr. Lyons-Weiler talks about this all the time, the reason they weren't able to produce a vaccine is that in animal trials and mice, 70% of the mice who first got the vaccine and then were re-exposed to the virus died. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, so this is, this is nuts. You cannot create a safe vaccine for this. All right. And, and it's not safe and it's not effective, but when, with the sneezing thing, that's a nice segue because you notice what people are doing, right? You notice what you're doing. It, people in the store, have you seen them? Oh. If they have to cough or sneeze, yeah. they pull, pull the mask mouth. down because yeah. they don't want it in their mask because that's gross, right? Yeah. So it defeats the purpose because they say, well, 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 even if we admit, <laughs> even if what you're saying is, is true that, that you know, it, the mask, you know, you can still breathe through it and particles can still get through the air, but it stops the aerosol, aerosolization. Well, no, it doesn't because who is going to sneeze into their mask? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Nobody's doing that. 100%. So everybody's sneezing yeah. into the air anyway. You know, and then you sneeze at your elbow, and then what do you do? What's the new thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> elbow bump. Elbow, so I just sneeze at the elbow, and then we're bumping elbow. Yeah, yeah. All right? It's just, yeah. it's absolutely yeah. insane. The lack of rationality through this whole thing is just astounding. And, sure. and guys, I want to tell you about a commercial that we have coming out, actually. Awesome. Uh, it, should be, it should be out within the next couple of days for We the Patriots. Yeah. And it's specifically highlighting the hypocrisy 
of these tyrants, these leaders who have told us, you know, don't eat out, but then they're at the French laundry. Yep. Yeah. Don't, um, <laughs> you, you know, don't. Uh, go go don't get your haircut. Don't go to the hair salon. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, you know, wear a mask. And then they're out not wearing a mask. Yep. Um, you know, all, it's only going to be 14 days. And now it's been like almost a year. I mean, yeah. the list goes on and on yeah. and on. But we highlight that. And then we talk about how we're getting us back to a new way of life, which is really an old way of life, but but an old way of life rejuvenated. Because I don't even I'm not even happy with where we were in 2019. Yeah, right. I totally. think we need to go beyond that. And so that's what we're pitching. We have that commercial coming out. It should be if you go to uh, www.wethepatriotsusa.org, okay. which is our homepage, you'll see it on there. We'll be sharing it on all the usual places. We'll which link we it. Won't we won't be on very much longer, probably Facebook and Twitter and Absolutely. YouTube and all yep. those places. Um, we we're we're in the process of trying to get um, you know channels elsewhere like Brighton or BitChu, uh, places where we'll have less censorship. But um, look for that because uh, we're we're really uh, going hard after the hypocrisy of these leaders and saying we're not going to take this anymore. Uh, we're going to be free again. All right, it, it's time to change uh, what they're doing and to flip the script <clears throat> on them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. That's great. It's funny just when you uh, talk about the masks and everybody pulling down to sneeze. It's I don't watch uh, much cable TV. I, I you know, I, go figure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no way. Most of my media comes from alternative media, and but I um, at one of my jobs, I they'll have the TV playing in the background sometimes, and I was watching they're having like some some bowl game celebration. And it's just, it's ridiculous. I, I wonder if anyone really buys this anymore because, you know, none of the players have the masks on. The coaches all have them with them below the nose. They're constantly fiddling with them. They take them down to talk or to do whatever. I mean, I'm looking around and like, does anybody really buy this thing? You know, and, you know, maybe that's a reflection that the country, half of our country believes one way and half the other. But um, at the same time, it is ridiculous to me when I when I look around and see it. Um, I just yeah. can't believe that too many people buy it. I think that everybody... I think that most Americans are pretty much aware that they're being bamboozled. It's it's just so blatant. And even if they don't have all the rabbit holes to go down and they haven't researched it exhaustively, they can see that this is blood in the water. And, and I think most people don't want any part of it. Um, but I feel that people have been pushed into these boxes like, you know, um, they can't, they're not allowed to check out what their groceries or, you know, the kids can't go to school. You know, they've, they've sort of like accepted a level. I mean, I certainly have accepted some level of acquiescence after being thrown out of grocery store after grocery yeah. store. Now yeah. I put the mask on so no I doubt. can get food. Um, but, but, um, I feel like all that any of us ever see is just what the, you know, the enemy wants us to see. It's just what big tech wants us to see. So it it would seem as if there's a lot of detractors and so many people standing up for Fauci science and all of that. But, but I don't really think that most people are buying that. That's just the, it's it's like, you know, Antifa in Portland, you know, there's like this small handful of people and they're making it look like it's this vast, you know, that we're, we're overrun and it's, you know, and, uh, we were at, uh, I was at a rally. Can I say we, yeah, I was there too. Hell All yeah. right. So <laughs> I was, I was like, am I allowed to say we were both there? Absolutely. So we went to, a uh, uh, open up Oregon freedom rally. Um, what day did we go? That was on January New Year's 1st. day. On New Year's day. Yeah. Um, and we started at the Capitol and we marched up to, uh, Kate Brown's, uh, mansion where we had the national guard and all the SWAT team and everybody, I mean, it was just incredible how they were like, it's being spun for TV. Yeah, it's completely yeah. being spun, yeah. and there was yeah. uh, there was a, a, quite a showing of Proud Boys there yeah. that were all intermixed. Um, and it's interesting because we had no instances at all of of any issues. And then, as we're walking back from the you know the governor's mansion, and we're literally almost back to where everybody's parked, all of a sudden here's this tiny little group of you know supposed little Antifa, Antifa kids. You know, yeah. like, I mean, there's like kids. ten or fifteen of them. There's Not like a few of them. Like there's eight, a few. Look, they look and, like high school kids. Too. And you had a couple yeah. of you know the 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 Patriot guys. You know, you know, screaming at them, and you know Antifa with their cameras up and yelling back. And it and pretty much it was dispersed. Like. While I was, was walking it. by, there was like 30 or 40 feet between us and the few of them. Like there wasn't anything happening. But by the time we were a half a block up from the verbal altercation <clears throat> happening, SWAT team after SWAT team after vehicle after, you know, helicopter coming around the corner and you're hearing explosions, you're yeah. seeing lights. And it's like they couldn't let, Kate Brown couldn't let that protest be what it was, which is that we had some speakers. Uh, it was peaceful. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm just going to say, like, it felt like a trap. Like, a total like trap. The, the, the cops were just sitting there in the alley. But that they were to walk by. But and, that they were setting the Patriots up. Yeah, yeah they were setting the Patriots up. Absolutely. For, yeah, for yeah. newsworthy absolutely. purposes. That's yep. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I sure. just, I, it was, I was blowing my mind because, I mean, I, we've watched that happen in Portland, you know, through Facebook and other people's live, you know, streams throughout this whole entire pandemic. Yeah. Um, but to actually be there and see what they've blown all this up to be, it's, it's so perverse. And I'm just like looking at this lady's house thinking, you're just like one chick in the world. That's like, this is your house. You have to have, you know, you don't you don't respect the police at all, but here you have them guarding your front door. Yeah, exactly. uh, you know, heaven yeah. forbid we come and, and pray near your property. It was absolute <laughs> diabolical. We, 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 had, we had, you know, a, a similar, you know, experience. Well, not a similar experience in that there were explosions and police cars and things, helicopters and things like that. We didn't, we didn't have any of that, but similar sort of sentiment and feeling when we protested last month at Governor Cuomo's mansion in Ooh. Albany. Um, so we went up there. You know, I'm not from New York, but I support yeah. New York. They're a neighboring state. Yep. Um, and as I say, Connecticut Freedom Alliance and we the Patriots, you know, we do things everywhere and especially in the Northeast. And so we, um, you know, we marched. We started at, at one location then we marched to the governor's mansion and we had a totally peaceful protest, but they wouldn't even let us on the sidewalk directly in front of the mansion, even though there's gates. Now, there's these huge gates in front of his mansion. Same. Um, but but they won't let you even on the sidewalk in front of the gates. Um, they had the state police there, and it was just absolutely ridiculous because this is a public sidewalk, okay? Right. You should be allowed on a public yeah. sidewalk. But, and one of our activists kind of got into it with the police, and it, it diffused. But um, so we had to stand across the street. We can't even stand directly in front. I mean, I understand being on the property is one thing, but on the public sidewalk, right. I just, I mean, that really struck me and they had to hold us back. And, and again, it was the irony of, oh, well, you know, you don't like guns. You don't like the police. You want to defund the police. Yeah. And yet, who do you have guarding <laughs> yeah. your property? Totally. You have armed police officers. Exactly. It's right. insane. Yeah. Right. But, you know, for, if nothing else, like I was, it felt really empowering being able to like stand like two feet away from a police officer, just looking right in the eyes, just be like, come on, man, just come join us. Yeah. Like, you know you want to be over here. Your kids need you on our side. Come on, just walk yeah. away. Just join right. us. You know what I mean? It was it was pretty cool. Yeah. I really felt, like, I, I really felt deeply for those officers, honestly. Um, they, they really are between a rock and a hard place. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they... I, I feel that the majority of peace officers have joined the force with good hearts and good intentions for the greater good. I, I really do believe that about them. Now, there's asshole people everywhere, right? There's terrible priests. There's terrible teachers. I mean, there's terrible police officers. It happens because we're all human and we take different jobs. But but by and large, I feel like that, that they stand on what's right and they do want what's good for their communities. They're really at a time where they're having to... Uh, they're, they're like on that line where they're pushing their oaths to the Constitution and to the people that they're meant to serve and whether or not they're going to serve this, you know, these tyrannical dictators who have been bought out by, you know, another nation. Um, and and you can see in their faces, they yep. at least the, the the officers I was face to face with, yep. I'm just standing there wrapped in my don't tread on me flag. You yep. know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I did have a baton with me, but that's only because I was concerned if we were again, like I don't want to I don't want to come to. I told Scott, I'm like, if it starts to anyone starts squaring off we're out of here like yeah. we're we don't want to be a part of any that's not what our where our heart our intent is right. but also if somebody starts hurting me i want to be able to protect myself but i mean really you know there's obviously there's a huge presence of people who are armed and I'm, I'm i'm all for that but but me i'm just standing there wrapped in this flag and i'm looking into this man's eyes and he just looks like me you know he's just a guy he's just a person he just has like soft eyes but you know he's he's trained to stand there. he's being ordered to stand there and I guess he could say well no I'm not going to do my job today today I quit today I quit taking care yeah. of my family and same as with like uh, you know medical professionals who are going to maybe you know be mandated to take these you know vaccines first and who are going to decline and lose their jobs it's going to come to that for a lot of them but but I don't feel that they're mainly villains um, and so I, I felt like that it was interesting to have watched how they've been painted all along, in particular in our state, um, versus standing there before them. And, and it, I was actually surprised they were there because it was peaceful. It was like totally positive. And, and we were like singing and, you know, singing the national anthem. And we walked to her house and there's like the SWAT team. And it was, yeah. it was just sort of blowing my mind. Like these guys don't even want to be here at all. They know that this is ridiculous, you know. 
So it's absolutely ri- ridiculous, and I do feel for a lot of them. I mean, we're big supporters of the police. That's one of yep. the things that we do yeah. here at We the Patriots and at um, Connecticut Freedom Alliance. We've had interviews with Sheriff Mack and um, Ralph Friedman, and we, we've had a lot of uh, different police patriots yeah. that we've we've stood with. But you know what it comes down to is it's going to have to be more than just one guy, one yeah. lady. Yeah. It, it, it can't just be one person. Right. If the majority of officers were standing up and fighting back and saying, we're not going to do this, yeah. they'd have nothing to do because they can't, you can't fire everyone. Yep. Right. All right. Yep. That's the problem. You can't fire the whole police force. So if the whole police force stood up against them, they'd be powerless. But the problem is they won't. Um, and so they're left. And so I can't say I blame that officer, the one yeah. you were describing with the soft eyes, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's, you know, he's got to feed his family. Right. Um, yeah. And he knows it's just him against, you know, the world basically at this right. point against the government. I must feel like him against the world. And so even if he disagrees with it, what is he going to do? Is he going to make a stand and be the lone person making the stand? What is that going to accomplish anyway? Right. If nobody else is doing it. He's the only one doing it. It's not going to accomplish anything. So one of the – this is a nice segue too. So one of the things we're trying to do is to bring patriots together because I can't tell you how many emails, how many uh, text messages, PMs we've gotten from patriots all across the country who say, you know, I love what you're doing, but I feel so alone. I don't know anyone in my state, in my city. Can you connect me with other people? And so that's a big part of our mission is connecting patriots. So look. There are people in your community. I can find you. In fact, I had, sure. at, you know, we did an, an interview uh, a couple of weeks ago with Mike Adams, and we got a huge, uh, you know, outpouring of support after that because he has a huge listenership, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And several people were from Oregon, as a matter of fact. Yeah, we got awesome. quite a few people saying, I don't know anyone in Oregon. I don't know anyone in Oregon. I don't know anyone in Oregon. It seems like everybody's liberal here. You know, everybody's <laughs> just lost like. their minds. It seems yeah. like that. There's no, it's there's no patriots true. here. I said, yeah. oh yes, there, there are. are. And oh, yeah. actually, and actually, what we're gonna do, and over the next week, we're gonna work on this project. After that interview, we got so many people from each state. We're gonna connect them with each other. Yeah. Yes. So we got all these emails of people from Oregon. We're like, hey, talk to each other, guys. We're gonna put them on email chains together. Yeah. Yes. All right. And and hopefully, if you send me your um, email addresses, we'll connect them with you. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Um, because Oregon is actually that came up as one of the yeah. biggest responses we got. Nice. Believe yeah. it or not. Listening to Mike Adams was in Oregon. Wow! Um, because there are patriots there. They just don't seem like, you know, people don't think of Oregon as a patriotic place because they're sure. overshadowed by, you know, sure. the madness of Portland that I'm yeah. seeing, you know, from Connecticut that I'm seeing on the news. Even if it's Fox News, it yeah. doesn't yeah. matter. All I'm seeing is smashing windows and burning fires, yep. and that's the whole state. And it looks like an asshole. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I've been to Portland several times since you know this this summer since it all kicked off, and it's like it's very even isolated to like. A know, couple like streets, 10, 10, a few 10 blocks. By Ten blocks. Like, it it's is really not like if you go like, sure. ten feet outside of the central downtown area. That's just bit, life as usual. You know, it's crazy. Except for it being desert of ghost town. Besides, besides yeah. deserted, <laughs> and everybody walking around yeah. has a mask on, yeah. regardless. Right, right, right. But, but please do send people our way because um, yeah. we we're having our first freedom cells uh, meeting next weekend. So and right. we we went to a freedom cells meeting in Portland already. A couple of them, um, and they're just kind of uh, it's just patriots getting together and uh, discussing how to approach what we're dealing with you know and whether it be can you send me info for those meetings yeah certainly yeah, certainly like, certainly absolutely. now they you are just kind email of email it to me sure well now we we don't make them completely public public we use a well, telegram chat and we we don't just just so you well, know this would just be among sure. the yep. few you know certainly yeah. that certainly will reached Definitely. out you and know then, privately and Definitely. then anybody that's curious about it, you just go to freedomcells.org and you can register and look for a little freedom cells within your own community. Or make or your you own. Start your own. Yep. That's what we did is we started our own in Oregon Willamette Valley. So ours is the Oregon Willamette Valley one. There's a Pacific Cascade Northwest regional one. And I'm sure wherever you're at, there's one in your area as well. Um, and then we have like a Telegram group chat that we break off into. And that's where we kind of like, you know, uh, make announcements and where we plan. And we've got our first meetup this next weekend, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, it's well, pretty exciting. Keep, keep, up the, keep up the good work, you know, Totally. We have um, a Telegram news channel as well cool. for We the Patriots, both a news channel and a chat. So if you go yeah. to Telegram, just search for We the Patriots news channel. My uh, partner, Dawn, just, I mean, she's amazing. She puts up hundreds of articles a day that she sifts through from all over the internet, like yeah. uncensored news. Awesome. I mean, she's not posting New York Times here, usually. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, she's finding real uncensored news and she sifts through it and 
I mean, she's she's has a natural talent for this, where she can sift you know the wheat from the chaff, and she puts up hundreds a day, literally. I'm not exaggerating. That's awesome. Um, and we have a lot of subscribers. It's growing every day. I think we're up over 400 subscribers now. Nice. So perfect. Uh, please, you know, definitely join that, and everybody out there who's listening, join that. Absolutely. I, so you said New York Times, and this is a bit off of a subject, um, and it, and it pertains to New York. But I'm curious if you had heard about. I'm assuming yes, maybe, but maybe not. Uh, the new New York Assembly Bill uh, A416. Have you heard about this it's one? And the I'm curious. Quarantine camp. The quarantine, the quarantine camps, facility one uh, that they pre they pre filed for January sixth. You know, I, I have seen that number floating around. I didn't. I, I've seen, I've looked at so many bills recently that <laughs> yeah. you know okay. actually the actually the, the one that stands out the most is that horrific one from D.C. where they can vaccinate without consent. Yeah, yep, yep, vaccinated yep. child for the children yeah. or, or yeah. knowledge. That's the one yeah. that's sort of been up biggest on my radar, and yeah. the ones in Connecticut they're proposing uh, to repeal the religious exemption and then all kinds of COVID mandates that, yeah. that we know are coming next. So. Um, I, I I don't know that I've read the entire text of that bill. Did it just come out like within the last week or so? It just popped yeah. up on our radar just in the last couple of days. Yeah. yeah. In fact, it was okay. Jason Bermans, I think, that was talking about it. And then we so about a week ago, probably. Yeah, concurrently saw it uh, elsewhere as well. And so it seems to be kind of a new deal. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so was, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 you. I was going to change the subject. So go, do it. Okay. Well, I was going to ask. Uh, so Brian, have you heard of the Thick Red Line project? Thick Red Line movement. Um, no, I haven't. Uh, that's another great one to look into. So we met at the last Freedom Cells meetup we went to up in Portland. Portland. Yeah. Um, Howard Lichtman, um, you know, he's been an activist for a long time, uh, was there and gave us his presentation on it. Now, he was on, like, James Corbett. Uh, that was kind of his um, launching off point. I guess he got a huge response after that. But their whole thing is... Um, Kind of like what you were talking about a minute ago, like approaching law enforcement, like like sheriffs, um, primarily sheriffs, I think, is the main focus, because he said that police chiefs are more accountable to like the mayor, whereas the sheriff is kind of like a separate entity into themselves. But um, just approaching them and trying to get them on board with not enforcing nonviolent crimes. And that's the main push of it. And it encompasses all nonviolent crimes. But uh, I think pr primarily also uh, like COVID restrictions, for example, you know, just just. Yeah not getting them on board with not enforcing uh <coughs> covert restrictions so i don't yeah, know unconstitutional it, mandates yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. unconstitutional yeah, mandates certainly. so it's a pretty pretty interesting thing and i think it's getting a lot of momentum and traction so definitely another one to look into for sure yeah, yeah well you know we want to share this information and again that's another uh priority of we the patriots is not only connecting patriots but also mm -hmm. um exchanging information so yep. in our telegram channel in our telegram chat especially um, that's the purpose of that, to share the information on our social media networks, on our, our Twitter. Uh, by the way, I did just quickly, you know, while you explained that yeah. to me, um, look up that assembly bill. I did read this. I read this about yeah, two sure. days ago, but it's not called quarantine. They call it yeah. removal of cases, contacts, yeah. and carries. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why it didn't stick with me. It's sure. not labeled yeah. a quarantine bill, but oh, it yeah. is quarantine. Sure. Um, that's exactly what it is. Yes, somebody did send this to me amidst, like I said, many other bills that I yeah. read. And a lot of these, you know, I don't get too freaked out about them because they don't go anywhere, <laughs> a lot of them. Uh, you definitely have to keep them on your radar. You have yeah. to keep a close watch on them. But a lot of these, you know, they're, they, they're sensationalism. They, they, they get a lot of, uh, you know, play in our circles. Then they, they kind of fizzle out. Although if there's a place where it could pass, it would be New, yeah, New York. Right, exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I want to kind of bring it back, though, uh, back to the to the, to the mask uh, fight you're doing yeah. right now. And I, I mean, I want to know exactly how you're approaching it. What. Yes. What you're doing, and like, can we adopt this to like our own states? I mean, like you mentioned, Bob Snee, we have here. Could he be doing something in Oregon? Could we? Could we be helping support fighting mask mandates? You know, we have an interesting situation where the schools are just basically not in still, and our our governor just said, "Oh, well, schools can go back in at, at the start of the year here," but I don't think any of the schools are going to, except for the private schools. So all of the public right. schools are still scared, so they're not going to, but. You know, we're in a situation. I mean, I have children at four and five years old. My daughter should be going to school in the fall. I don't want my kid wearing a mask. And and I I don't want them to go to public school if they're gonna enforce mask mandates. So what what would you what's your recommendation? How are you fighting this? And can this be adopted to other states? Well, you know, it depends. Uh whether our strategy can can uh, definitely be adopted to your state. Um, yes. Okay. So I just did a quick internet search. I'm doing a lot of homework while awesome. I'm talking to you. <laughs> it's good. Um, Love it. In 2009, the Oregon Supreme Court concluded that Article 8, Section 3 of the Constitution requires the legislature to establish 
free public schools that provide a basic education. So you do have a constitutional right to an education in Oregon. Um, not every state has that, which is why I had sure. to look it up. Um, in Connecticut, Article 8th as well, they don't call it 8th, they call it 8th. Article 8th of the Connecticut Constitution does provide that there shall always be free public schools. And so uh, the, the Supreme Court in Connecticut, in a landmark case, Chef O'Neill interpreted that to mean that, yes, there is a fundamental right. When The word fundamental in the law is very, very important, because once you make something a fundamental right, it deserves the highest level of protection. It can only be removed with a strict scrutiny analysis. So you're talking about um, rights like the freedom of religion, all right, the freedom of speech. Those are fundamental rights. Yep. Education in Connecticut, at least, is on par. And I don't know if it's been interpreted as a fundamental right in Oregon. I'll have to do some more research. I just, like I said, it was yeah, it, yeah, it, sure. was, it was, it was, it was like three <laughs> seconds looking it up on Love here. It. But it, it is definitely a constitutional right, um, according to your Supreme Court in 2009. So that is an angle you could take, is that remote learning, since you're not in school. So it's a little different for you. See, our schools have been pretty much all open, although some do are hybrid. Some have been in and out, in and out. Um, but we have been pretty much in school since the school year started at the end of August. So, but with masks everywhere and without exception, pretty much. So um, the, the problem is with your argument that you would probably make in Oregon. And again, I'm, I can't give advice. I'm not licensed in Oregon, but sure. the argument that, that in a state like Oregon that I would think would be made would be that it's not constitutionally adequate to have kids at home. And, and let's face it, that's not an adequate education. No, all right. right. Um, whether it's a constitutional right or not, having kids sitting at home in front of a computer where half the time they're not paying attention, yep. half the time they're not even logging in for their classes. Mm -hmm. There's distractions in the background. You've got all kinds of chaos. OK, in a typical household, other siblings, whatever. Um, that is not an adequate education. So one of our arguments in our lawsuit is that the remote learning that's been provided as an alternative to kids who won't wear a mask is not constitutionally adequate. Uh, to fulfill the obligation the state has to provide that free public education. That's not a constitutionally adequate education. So I'm going to yep. stick you in front of a computer. Um, and, and, and again, that's just common sense. You don't have to be a legal scholar to know yep. that. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. So uh, next question, I guess. Uh, where are you guys at with your with your fight at this point? Where? How are in things the, going well? <laughs> Yeah, um, so it, there's been ups and downs. The good news is we survived the motion to dismiss. Mm, well, there's great. actually a couple pieces of good news. Uh, first is is we did survive the motion to dismiss. So the, the state was seeking to get our entire lawsuit tossed, and they, they lost on that. We were able to overcome that um, with our arguments and our brilliant lawyers. We have a team of, of three lawyers working on this. Um, I work on it too, but not... Uh, you know, I'm not one of the officially retained lawyers since I represent, sure. since I'm a plaintiff, technically, I yeah. represent the organization. Sure. So I'm not really one of the counsel, uh, you know, representing the, uh, the representing, you know, the plaintiffs in, in court. But the other good thing is we were able to appeal the denial of the emergency injunction. So one of the first things we did after we filed this lawsuit was to file for an emergency injunction to get the court to say that, no, you, you know, there's sufficient evidence that masks are substantially harmful, that they pose a substantial threat of irreparable harm to children. Sure. And because of that, um, we want you to impose an injunction to basically say you can't enforce this mask mandate while this case is going on. So that was the wow. primary importance to us, because everyone, obviously, for this school year, wanted their kids to be able to attend school without masks. Sure. Unfortunately, the trial court did not rule in our favor, and it didn't look like we were going to have enough money uh, to appeal that ruling. But at the 11th hour, we had a very generous donor come in who wishes to remain anonymous and sure. was able to fund that. So wow. we were able to retain additional counsel for who is a, a very prominent attorney here in Connecticut who is, you know, represented, uh, you know, everyone from, you know, Alex Jones to high profile murder uh, d defendants. Um, this is uh, his name is Norm Pattis. He's representing us in the in the appeal. Uh, but we never would have been able to do that without a, a donor that literally came in. I say at the 11th hour, we, we filed, we were able to file our appeal at 11.52 p.m. It was due by 11.59. Wow. Um, wow. If we Crazy. hadn't gotten that money, we wouldn't have been able to appeal that ruling. So now we at least have a shot at getting that appeal um, overturned. I mean, the problem is um, the state gives great deference, the courts, I should say, 
give great deference to the state, even if the scientific evidence is lacking. So even if they can't prove that this is necessary for public health, they're not really required to. If the public health authorities, the talking heads are saying it is, the Fauci's of the world um, are, are saying it is, that's good enough. Um, the, you know, and, and, and that's the problem with our system yeah. is that shouldn't be good enough. There yeah. should right. be a point where the people can hold them accountable and say, wait, we're not just gonna take your word for it. You've got to prove something to us. You know, you're not gonna, it's one thing if you're just issuing recommendations or guidelines or things like that, but if your word is being taken as gospel and is being used as justification to completely lock down society, run people out of business, yeah. destroy our economy, the suicide rate, depression mm -hmm. rate is through the roof. Overdose, um, yep. murder. You know, overdoses. Yes, yep. through the a very close friend of ours, actually, who was yep. a, a co-founder of the Connected Freedom Alliance, lost her son to an overdose, um, actually, just about a month and a half ago. Uh, very, very sad, uh, tragic situation. Uh, he had struggled with mental health issues and mm -hmm. substance abuse issues, and this lockdown, um, you know, got the best of him. And, yeah. um, you know, this, th those are the th stories you're not going to hear on mainstream yeah. news. Yeah. Nobody's going to tell you what the real cost of this is, which is far greater than mm -hmm. any kind of, um, you know, harm that's been caused by this virus. Right. Because yeah. it's not, I mean, if you look at the numbers and look at how they report the deaths. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You, yep. you know, someone I saw I, I saw screenshots yesterday from medical records that were that were given to the Department of Public Health in one state. I don't even remember what it was, New York or, or Connecticut, one of these states. And it said that listed the cause of death and it said COVID positive patient was that was the beginning mm -hmm. yeah. COVID positive patient with metastatic stage four lung cancer. Mm. Yeah. The cause of death was COVID, though, because oh, yeah. he contracted COVID. That killed him. COVID positive, positive patient with yeah. brain aneurysm. Well, it would be, I mean, and, and that if was we could ever get anything accurate out of them, I mean, it's been a complete reallocation of deaths. In, in, so we realistically, we don't know how many actual people died from just COVID. 6%. I mean, well, yeah, the CDC <laughs> says 6%. Um, yeah, but... Yeah. Well, if they if they didn't manipulate the data, if they didn't hide it, if they didn't make it so hard to get a hold of, if they didn't, you know, exactly change all of the causes of death on just uh, on just about every death certificate that's been issued in almost yeah. the last year, I um, mean, there would be nothing to stand on. Yeah. And and Ed ha said it perfectly a while ago, and I always repeat it, but without the the mask, that's the visual representation of the virus. If we were all just to take our masks off and go out to the grocery store in 24 or 48 hours, everyone would be like, oh, oh yeah, it's okay to breathe the free air. Oh, oh yeah, it's okay to talk to people. Oh yeah, that's what it looks like when people Nobody smile. Nobody would even know it's here. Yeah. It Nobody would be, oh, and that's why they have to do it, because yeah. they can't push that vaccine if people aren't visually afraid of it. If we don't, haven't, you know, Look at look at each other as if we're all you know harbingers of death, yeah. and and we're just trying to hurt one another. Yeah. You know, it's it's insane. Yep. It's insane, well, and it people are. Back, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. It, I'm sorry. It, it it goes back to what we were saying about that police officer, right? Right. You can't be just the one person doing it, though. Right. We mm -hmm. all would have to take off our masks. We all have to, and that's why they've been, you know, it was reported today. I think um, I, I I read it somewhere. Um, I, I I can't remember which uh, outlet it was. But it was reported that there's these flash mobs of yep. maskless shoppers yep. popping up. Yeah. All right. LA. And I had this idea, actually, um, probably along with a lot of other people. But way back in like April yeah. I, of last year, I said <laughs> April or May, I said, why, do, why don't a whole you too, Scott? Oh, yeah. We yeah. started a whole group. <laughs> yeah. I said, out, why though. don't we just have large groups? You just all show up together mm -hmm. yep. and you all just shop. I yeah. mean, not not doing anything like crazy or being violent or anything, no. but you just show up and shop because then you would have the strength in numbers. Yep. All right. And Certainly. it never really caught on out here. Nobody really took it up. But um, now it's finally catching on nationally. Yep. Yeah. What I was trying to say is like, let's designate like everybody just get on board with 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. That's designated maskless shopping day. So if you're a patriot or if you're freedom oriented or whatever the case may be, freedom adjacent, whatever you are, come on, like just show up. If you're going to do your shopping, wait until between 7 p.m. and 8 p.m. and show up to those stores, you know, so we don't have to like necessarily coordinate on as a small group, but just that is a designated shopping time. Everybody, I'm declaring it one more time again on the show today, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. designated maskless shopping time worldwide. 
<laughs> okay. Anyway, so there's that. I do have to ask you though. You know, we had Dr. Uh, Kendra Becker on uh, yeah. a month ago or something, and uh, she she mentioned you. It sounds like you guys are close too. But uh, she said she got Kendra's when awesome. she yeah. when she was there. She said she went shopping without a mask all the time. Yeah. She said. So are you able to shop without a mask? Um, it depends where you are yeah. in yeah. the state. Um, it's not the same everywhere, and it's sure. not the same in every store. So. Um, and it also depends who you are. There are certain yeah. people that get harassed more. I'm, yeah. I'm hearing I'm hearing that women get harassed more than men. Um, yeah, you know, totally. Although, I've been slung although, out for sure. Yeah. yeah, although Kendra is obviously a woman, but you you do a doctor. You, you know you have you have exceptions, but there are, um, you know, my good friend Don, for instance, when when she was here in Connecticut, because she was when this all started, um, you know, her husband almost never, you know, nobody ever said anything to him, you know, until finally. Like when this whole second wave, whatever began, then I guess a couple places started shutting him out. But he went like six months without anybody saying a word, and she got stopped every day she went out. She's maybe it's just because I have my bitch face on. Maybe you know, yeah. when you, she, <laughs> but she's she's on a mission. She's former. Yeah. She's a Navy veteran. All right, yeah. she she doesn't mess around, so you can tell when she's coming. And so people knew that she was trouble, I guess. And so yeah. they they she was looking for trouble and they gave it to her. But I would think that would keep people away. Yeah, if yeah. I saw her coming, I don't want to pick a fight with Dawn. Let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's the sweetest person you'll ever meet, the nicest person you'll ever meet, but you don't want to get in her bad side. Well um, I feel like they see me coming on my, I feel like that they 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 misunderstand who I am when that, cause I have dreadlocks, which is kind of sort of common here in this area. I feel like, and yeah, I, I was going to say, that's like, I, I, mean, I feel like it kind of goes with a stereotype. Like the second that, most, most, uh, you know, common haircut. In, and I, in and I just feel like that. I feel like that maybe there's, I'm starting to see me. There's a stereotype and they feel like maybe they, they don't expect me no, they when they come, coming. they don't see me coming a mile down the road because when I open my mouth, it's pretty devastating. So <laughs> they, they, I, and, and it's, and the thing is too, I've lived in this community a long time. So these stores and things, like they know me by now right you know like and right. and so it's it's been interesting because I've always been like you know love and light I mean I always say like a year ago I was dancing at festivals you know like we all have this voice within us but it's I think during these times that certain parts of us are blossoming and blooming in the ways that they're meant to go um but it's it's interesting yeah because that and that it truly is that's my nature I'm a sweetheart I'm you know I, I love other people and I genuinely want you know, community and, and people to, to respect one another. And, and I'm, I'm all about, that's one of the things I've loved about Eugene is how diverse it is in terms of how people choose to live their lives um, and, and the ways that they choose to seek happiness. And yet everyone's used to, it seems like, um, coexist pretty well. You know, I live my life how I do. I make the decisions that I make and my neighbor across the street does something different and yet we still get very together different. and have, yeah, very different. And we still get together and... and uh, oh, but we don't get together with those ones. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, not the no, down not the street those, ones. Not those ones. Um, <laughs> but, um, but it's interesting because, uh, yeah, I, I'm sort of getting off track, but, but this whole plan pandemic has yeah. really separated things out and it's really brought a warrior voice out of a lot of us who yeah. uh, again I don't think that a lot of people saw coming and it's and it's really drawn some lines in the sand it was literally I think I sent it to the guys in a group chat but someone who I've been um, sort of an acquaintance with on Facebook for quite a few years um, we haven't really you know interacted like on any personal private levels but you know we, we have seen each other we've seen each other in the community and there can be no confusion about what it is that I stand for, especially if you look at my Facebook feed. Um, and, and you know, anybody that ever hears me talk knows what I stand for. And, and this guy still came up to me and, and accused me of being um, selfish. And I need to understand that, you know, there are things more important than freedom. And, oh. you know, and as soon as he said that, I was just like, I, I want to be kind, but I don't think that's within me anymore. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it, I, I get so frustrated by willful ignorance. Yeah. willful ignorance just yeah. uh, you know yeah. shut up put the mask on so we can go back to normal that mentality is what's destroying us yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it was supposed to be just 14 days right uh, right we're gonna go back to normal and i knew <laughs> that wasn't 14, gonna happen it's gonna be 14 months and we're not gonna be yeah. back to normal well, and now there's the new variant so yeah. we're it's going to keep going. I yeah. knew as yeah. soon as they shut yeah. those schools down, I knew yeah. um, my three minor children uh, were actually in public uh, in private school. And I felt like when this happened um, for like about 12 hours, I was like, well, 
our public school isn't going to obey these. Our private school won't obey these mandates. Yep. This is illegal. It's unconstitutional. Like certainly, yep. private schools aren't going to follow suit, and they did. And it was kind of a, a upheaval within families at this particular school where my kids went. Um, and after the two weeks, and then it was you know, then it got pushed out more and more. And then it was maybe they could go back, but they'd have to be masked at the beginning of the year. You know, as we pushed it out. Um, and I I feel like it really just. I know that this the school lost a lot of families. Literally every family that was in my call log left the school. Um, but you know, and, and we don't do like online zoom, you know, public school stuff. We order at least my family and a lot of the families, I know we order our curriculum from outside agencies and we simply school our children ourselves. Um, Mm -hmm. but, but psychologically, I mean, I'm fortunate that I live on a hill where there's a couple other families that have kids. But what about everyone else's kids? What about Uh, in New York or California or they can't right? or, um, you know, it's, it sort of so, blows my mind that it is. It's evil. It's diabolical. And it's blatantly not about the virus. And yeah, so yeah. that's the part that they, that they're, they've, and like you said, they overplayed it too soon. And that's what showed their cards. You know, everyone questioning these vaccines and questioning. But now what we've got is nine, not quite 10 months in. I've literally seen people who, you know, used to proclaim to be patriots have arguments on my feed with, with me about how communism and fascism are actually good and beneficial wow. to the greater good. <laughs> and I'm just, wow. uh, you're, you're so, you're so lost. Yep. You know, it's, it's yeah. so lost. And think about the psychological brainwashing that that we've accepted as a whole that literally we have grown intelligent you know quote-unquote educated human beings volunteering to be literal guinea pigs on live tv on (laughs) every platform for big pharma and let's just see what happens let's just smile and even it's 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 such the cognizant of the deficit of dealing it's like the whole abuse victim you know role where you know you're just going to keep kicking me and i'm just going to keep taking and if i just show you enough you know honor if I just show you enough virtue then then maybe you'll accept me maybe you'll love me and it's it's and this isn't this isn't even like a loved one right this is just big pharma this is just bad guys this is just people (laughs) who have been killing people with their vaccines for however many decades and and people are just lined up for it and it's it blows my mind it really does that leads me to a question that I had actually so as far as the experimental nature of all this right so I've heard a lot of people talking about how that's maybe a leg we can stand on and the recourse to all this is Taking all the way back to the Nuremberg Code. Like, like we have to have conformed, informed consent for any sort of medical experimentation. And and you'd be hard-pressed to argue that this isn't some sort of medical experimentation being massively rolled out on the population without their consent. Now, if I were to be approached and said, okay, we're going to stick this needle in your arm, I'll be like, well, no, because I have the Nuremberg Code to stand on. Is that a valid thing? Is that something that we could legitimately claim? I mean, it's worth a shot. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. And, and that that literally wasn't a pun intended until it came out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, you could try it, but I think it's going to be tough with the American jurisprudence system. And I'll explain mm. briefly in the short amount of time. We yep, have I know we're winding down here. So, um, so you're all familiar with the Jacobson yep. decision, yep. Jacobson versus Massachusetts. Yep. So, um, you know, in that decision, it's a 1905 decision that started out of Massachusetts and went to the United States Supreme Court uh, for mandatory smallpox vaccination. And it wasn't that, um, you know, Jacobson was held down and and forced to receive the shot in his arm or anything like that. It was that he was fined $5, which is $100 in today's, uh, roughly $100 in today's currency. Uh, And the Supreme Court said in that horrible decision that the state has a police power that they can exercise in times of a public health crisis. So, but again, they didn't, and you know, this just came up today in one of our Telegram chats. Someone was asking, well, well, wait a second. Um, can't, you know, Trump just issue an executive order saying that they have to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that there is a crisis through statistical evidence? No. Because they didn't require the state of Massachusetts to do that in Jacobson. Mm-hmm. It's never been required. They said if it's commonly accepted, you know, basically it was common knowledge that smallpox was killing people then. Everyone knew it was. The court just took that as a fact. It's a danger. It's a threat. So they can do what they got to do. You can do what you got to do to protect the public health. And the public, the talking heads are given great, great deference. So you'll have people like Fauci and Redfield coming out and saying, 
that the vaccine is necessary. The vaccine is, and Bill Gates with his mm -hmm. medical degree, as you Alan know, Alan um, Alan you know yeah. he, these people will come out and say, this vaccine is necessary to protect, protect public health. And since they are the authorities, the court will give deference to the governors of these states and public health officials to rely on the authorities. Now, from, a, from one standpoint, and I won't get too far afield legal stuff, but from one standpoint, that makes sense, right? If, we're just, if we weren't talking about vaccines sure. or anything else, all right, if we were talking about some other kind of public health mandate, let's just try to take vaccines so sensitive to all of us, let's take that out of it. But some other kind of public health mandate coming from a doctor or a scientist, the CDC or WHO, which are widely accepted by most of, again, people in authority mm -hmm. to be, you know, credible authoritative agencies. <laughs> um, you're going to say the governor, like our governor, Ned Lamont in Connecticut, he's not a doctor or a scientist. So isn't he entitled to rely on his public health authorities and the federal public health authorities? Doesn't that kind of make logical sense? Would you expect him to be pouring over thousands and thousands and thousands of pages of data to try to figure it out himself? So isn't he allowed to defer to them? And so that's why the governors get a free pass because they're not doctors and scientists. They're not in that role. They're, they're, they're in the role just to protect the general welfare and health and safety of the people. And so the courts give them a pass. What needs to happen is people need to start suing those agencies. They need to mm. sue the, the talking heads because the CDC, the WHO, the FDA, the people at those agencies have defrauded the people and the governors and everyone else. Mm. Okay, those are the people that need to be held accountable. So we need to stop trusting. And I've been saying, I've been beating this drum for like the last year and a half now. One of these days is going to catch on and go viral. Maybe you guys can help me. Yeah, but we yeah. need to stop trusting the authority yes. of the person and start trusting the authority of the evidence. Yep. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Like, like, oh, yeah. Well, that's uh, to be like, I can, uh, Dell Bigtree, uh, the high wire, I can, their, their legal team is suing those agencies and have won several cases. So, Informed so Consent Action yeah, Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there is, but there is need, some people doing it. We need people good. doing it everywhere. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Just sure. the ICANN or CHD, sure. uh, you know, Children's Health Defense. It's got to be yep. everyone in every state. Sure. And that's, again, we the Patriots wants to connect people, not sure. just for medical freedom. By the way, we do a lot more. All of the Bill of the Right rights, sure. uh, freedom of religion, Second Amendment rights. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're yeah. we're big into uh, veterans' rights, military, supporting the police. Like I said, education, homeschooling rights. We do all of that stuff. We are not simply a you know a a, a vaccine group or right. a medical sure, freedom sure, group. Sure. Um, that's a big uh, part of what we do, but it's not everything. You know, it's hard to ignore the providence of all these paths and all the stuff that's been building up through our entire lives have kind of led us on this path to where we are at today and it positioned us to be the tip of the spear, you know, as much as we can. Like, I can't say we as in, like, we're doing as much work as you are, but we're trying to put our voices out there and it's just so incredible, you know. You're doing a great, listen, you're yeah. doing a great job. Yeah. Every one of these kind of shows is so, yeah. so important yeah. to get yeah. the conversation started. You're doing basically the same type of thing. You're connecting patriots. Exactly. Anyone that listens yep. to you on these airwaves, I, you know, across the country, across the world, um, you're waking people up and you're helping us get the message out there and giving us a platform. People like me who are doing this um, in, in different states all the way across the country. I'm what, you know, almost 3000 miles yeah. away from you. Yeah. And and yet we're talking and we're sharing the same message. This is crucial work. And, and yeah. I commend you for it. Awesome. Well, yeah. Brian, thank you so much, man. So I know we're about out of time here. So why don't you tell everybody where we can find you and how people can connect with uh, and how we can support doing. you and how we can support you most yeah. importantly. Yes. Sure. So um, we we have two uh, Facebook pages. One is We the Patriots USA. One is the Connecticut Freedom Alliance. We also have our websites, which is ctfreedomalliance.org and We the Patriots USA.org. Ctfreedomalliance.org. We the Patriots USA.org. Both of those websites have a, a lot of information about our groups, have broadcasts that we've done, interviews that we've done. Um, it has uh, also information with the school mask lawsuits on the Connecticut Freedom Alliance website. Uh, you, can, you can donate there if you'd like to make a donation to the Perfect. mask lawsuit or to the group in general. We have both monthly and one-time donation options for both Connecticut Freedom Alliance and We the Patriots USA. Uh, also follow us on Twitter, at KeepCTFree and at We The Patriots U.S. Awesome. awesome. Perfect, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Brian. Hope thank all of you guys go check nice them out. You all. Yeah, so awesome meeting you too, Brian. So I feel like there's so much more we could have got into, yeah, but sure. uh, I have some more <laughs> questions lingering, but we'll yep. do it next time and hopefully see you on the union here soon. Uh, absolutely. Have awesome. a good night, everyone. You too, you man. Well. Thank, thank you, Brian. Brian. Thanks care. a lot. Bye.
Wow, everybody, that was Brian Festa. What an incredible uh, discussion that we had with him. There are so many more uh, topics that I'd like to oh, get yeah. into oh, with him. We could go on and on and on. I feel like yeah. Yeah. I feel like we needed three or four hours just to get yeah, going. For sure, for sure. <laughs> I, I want to talk about Brandy Vaughn still with him, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I will, we'll yeah. save that. Hopefully we have, there's, uh, soon. Maybe there'll be more information by the time we bring that up. So Totally. So, yeah. Well, anyways, everybody, thank you so much for sitting in with us. Please go find uh, Brian Festa. He, uh, I wish I could ramble off. Connecticut right. Freedom Alliance and We the Patriots USA. Yes. Dot org. Dot I remember org. that part. There's All right. There's, 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 there's dot orgs. There's Facebook pages. Like, just please, like, you know. Twitter. But we're going to link them all in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. So, check the show notes, man. Yep. So, um, awesome. And find us at truezilla.org. Yeah. yeah. And anywhere else? Rockfin. Check out Rockfin, baby. Yeah, please. Yes. Yep. So, Our all new right. Rockfin page is sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am Megan, sitting here with my friend Scott and Ed. We wish all of you intellectual prosperity. Good night. Good night. Beep, 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 beep. Ding. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> That's what-